0: Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett.
1: Well, we roll into a Friday evening. It's 7 Friday o- evening. Oh, it's not a it's, Friday. I wish. Jeez, tease me, why don't you? I'm to take two. We roll into a Monday evening. That's when Sports
2: Weekly. Hey, was. when we're here, Tom, every every night feels like a Friday every night. Every day is a
1: Friday. Sports <laughs> Weekly. That's Steve Willets correcting me. I'm Tom Lafferty. Thanks for being with us here on KRK. Today's show, Such As It Is, brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, The Glass by Lund, much County PUD, Dave & Buster's, Ever Engineering, Marysville Toyota, and Must Steer Clear from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission and
2: I'll stir clear.
1: Yeah, what? 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 Show I you know mean? why
2: you want it to be Friday. It is playoff season it's for basketball, yep. and the closer we get to the weekend, the more playoff basketball we get. Right? There you go. And we're going to talk some playoff
1: basketball. We are tonight. definitely
2: going to talk some playoff basketball. We're going basketball heavy tonight. Sorry, other sports during the winter season, but uh, we are in a moment going to hear from our Russell and Hill January male student athletes of the month. I mentioned that's plural because we went two this time around. We did this a few months ago with. Uh, I was going to say twin brothers, but it wasn't twin brothers then. It was Steven and Russell Anderson, the, the tennis players from Edmonds Woodway. Tonight, we're going to split the award between two brothers who happen to be twins. There you go. They reside in Sultan, Washington, where the uh, the Turks play basketball. They are playing very well this year. The Turks basketball players Eli and Toby Trichler, if you if you follow basketball at all, if you're on the Everett Herald every night and you're going to heraldnet.com, nice Plug there, and you're looking at the the sports roundup every night. You'll see these guys' name quite a bit. They've been putting up some big time numbers this year. Sultan right now, 17 and two on the year. They're in the middle of their district playoffs right now. They won their opening district playoff game by the way on Saturday, 64 to 14. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so, oh. uh, so we named Eli and Toby the Russell and Hill Student Athletes of the Month for January. And oh, by the way, they are joined in the interview that w- took place on Saturday over at their gym. By their head coach, who happens to be their father, that would be Nate Trichler, who's been at the head coach at Sultan for 22-plus years. So we're going to hear from Nate, Eli, and Toby coming up here in just a moment, and then we're going to do a little coaching roundtable after that for the rest of the show. We're going to talk to Riley Bettinger from Archbishop Murphy. He's the boys' head coach. Murphy's got a big game coming up against Bellingham, the Bayhawks. The Bayhawks. I think that's – I should have written this down. I think it's tomorrow, isn't it? It's I a, think so, yep. yeah. Yeah, Thursday it says here. So I guess Thursday they're playing okay. a loser-out game in the District 1-2A playoffs. So uh, we'll find out how the Wildcats are doing these days, and then we'll talk a little 3A basketball. Their district playoffs also start this week. Josh Thayer, the head boys coach for the Stanwood Spartans, They've got a game against edmonds Woodway coming up on Thursday, a loser-out, winner-to-district game. So we'll talk to Coach Thayer, and then we're going to talk to a longtime friend of yours from your alma mater, Snohomish High School, the girls' basketball coach for the Panthers, Ken Roberts, uh, in a position they're not always uh, accustomed to being in. They've got a loser-out game coming up against Oak Harbor on, I guess that would be Wednesday night. You say loser-out.
1: I say play, elimination game? The play-in game. Play-in game. I guess it That's is technically the, positive. the winner advances but it, rather it, than but the it, losers. Out. Right,
2: but it puts emphasis on just how important it wow, is, right? Big time. Little impetus <laughs> there. You you, yeah. you lose it and you're going home. So yeah. you're right, it is a play-in game and I always I don't know, technically, maybe I'm wrong here. I call it a district playoff game anyway. Oh, sure it is. I mean, oh, to me, yeah. everybody says, well, the district tournament starts when you get down to eight. No, oh, baloney. No, no, it's You qualified to get here. There are other teams already sitting at home. It's
1: your 21st game.
2: You're twenty, And that's the, the ultimate Playoffs. goal, right? Yep. Bingo. So uh, all four of these coaches and these two players all made it through their 20-game schedules, and they're all playing postseason. And we're going to hear from them tonight.
1: Today's show brought to you by Smoky Point Concrete, the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Move Fitness.
2: It's time to announce the Russell and Hill male student-athletes of the month for January. And we're going co-athletes on this one. Couldn't resist this opportunity. Twin brothers, juniors at Sultan High School. And if you ever look in the Everett Herald on any given night and are looking at the sports roundups, you see these guys' point totals constantly putting up big numbers for the Turks basketball team. They're now 17-2 and on the season after a 64-14 to you heard that correctly. Sixty-four, fourteen district opening round victory over Bush on Tuesday. And joining us right now, the Trichlers, We've got Eli and Toby, as well as their head coach Nate Trichler, who happens to be their father. And Nate, I'm going to go ahead and start talking to you about this first. You've been coaching here for over 20 years, and you were just telling me a moment ago these guys were kind of born to a, born into the Sultan basketball program before they were even born. The uh, the, the team knew about them, correct?
3: Yeah, when we found out we were having twins, it was the first practice I ever missed because my wife had an emergency ultrasound and um, we we came back to practice and I was late that day and I had to show the whole team that twins were on their way. It was, it was pretty exciting. The whole team got excited, and they, they knew that one day they'd be Turks already.
2: <laughs> and they're doing a pretty nice job being Turks. What has it been like for you? Obviously, these guys are juniors, not only to coach your sons at this level, but for them to have the success that they're having for the team to have. And by the way, your daughter played here last year as well. Now she's playing at Everett Community College. What's it been like for you as a dad and as a coach to experience this at a gym and at a school that you've been a part of for so long?
3: Uh, it's kind of surreal. It doesn't really feel like it, it, it's supposed to be happening. It, it's been a whirlwind. Um, I can't believe they're already juniors, to be honest with you, because you know their whole lives it was like, someday, Dad, I'm playing for you, and someday it, 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 I'll be in high school with you. And, and then all of a sudden they're here, and it just feels like it's going so fast. I wish time would just slow down.
2: No, definitely. E- Eli, what's your first memory of being a, a member of the Turks family? Uh, three, four years old, being at a practice, was it a game? When you think back to your earliest, fondest memory of – the Sultan Turks, what do you think of?
4: Um, it was definitely the older guys coming uh, coming over to hang out with the coach and then us getting to play basketball with them. So, so those guys were kind of a big deal to you when you were a little kid? Oh, for sure, yeah. wanted to be just like them.
2: So what was it like the first time you got to put the Sultan jersey on?
4: Um, it was during COVID, so it, everything was a little weird, mm-hmm. but it was, still, it was still really cool. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Toby,
5: what about you? What's your first memory? Um, I got to say coming to a game here, and I remember watching someone – jump and I think it was Brock and I remember watching him jump high and I was like holy cow I want to jump like that one day <laughs> and I remember making my dad go put up strips like hanging from our deck so I could go jump and jump and then them coming over and dunking for me and then just growing up with them and now two of them are assistant coaches that you know used to come over all the time in the summer and they're the ones who've taught me you know a lot of how to be a good leader and stuff and then also playing a ton of basketball with my dad and him showing me film and stuff like that just in school and stuff
2: it seems to be working coach give me some numbers too because i wasn't able to find any online approximately how many points per game are these guys uh, averaging going into today toby was at
3: 22.1 and eli was at 18.9
2: so 41 points per game yeah. between the two of them yeah
3: and then um eli was averaging just under five assists and toby was averaging uh just over seven rebounds a game so They're filling the whole stat sheet.
2: So from a brother standpoint, is there any competitiveness between the two of you? I mean, I watched you out here playing. You're definitely team players first and foremost, which I want to get to in a minute. But, Toby, you've got the point
5: lead, so to speak. Is there something you guys talk about in in between games, or do you ever mention it at at all? Um, I honestly think the points is just kind of luck, who it falls for one night. Like, he had 40 against Granite, and, you know, there was like a three-game stretch where I had 30, and it's just kind of who – Who scores the most in the first quarter, and then we're like, all right, you know, (laughs) let him get the buckets today. And it all depends how the defense reacts. Like there was a game where I had like a six-three-ish kid guarding me, and I was like, well, if you're putting that kid on me, then I obviously know someone's not guarding Eli. So he had like 27 or something like that. And it's it's nice having a twin that you know you work well with, and you know that he isn't selfish. He wants you to score, and overall we just want to win. So if it's me scoring, if it's him scoring, if it's someone else on the team scoring, that's just what we look for.
2: So, Eli, for you, when, when you notice, like, maybe brother has the hot hand, do you start to look
4: for him a little bit more? Oh, 100%. I, Any time I have the ball, it's, I'm looking to pass it to him.
2: Well, and you guys kind of get him in bunches, too. First, I was going to ask you about the Granite Falls game that your brother just referenced, but I'll do that in a minute. Talk about the game against Bush here today. Uh, first three possessions down the floor, you hit a three, a three, and a two. It's 8-0, and you have all eight points. Uh, how important was it just to kind of set that, that tone early on in a game like this, a playoff game?
4: Oh, uh, it's very important just to come out shooting. uh, Then when I get going, my team can get going too.
2: Tell me about the Granite Falls game. Uh, Your brother made reference to you scoring 40 points. If I read this
4: correctly, I think he had 30 at the half. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, so it was just shots were falling, and they put one of their better guys on on Toby, so I just knew how to go get buckets, and it was pretty easy. Did you know at halftime
2: how many points you had?
4: I knew I was getting up there because – I mean, I, I really had no clue I was getting 40 because he told me during the third quarter, he's like, hey, you have 38. I'm not playing you in the fourth. So if you want to go get 40, go get a lay <laughs> So I was like, I was shocked when he said it. I'm not going to say what I said, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I knew I was getting up there. I had no clue. I had 30 a half, though.
2: Well, and, and Toby, for you, I mean, you mentioned those three games where you had 30 or more. Uh, do you kind of find on certain nights you, you just kind of get into a zone and that you know that, Hey hey, today my three just seems to be going down wherever I shoot it from and I'm just gonna keep
5: firing. Yeah, I think I think the best part about our offense is with Eli and I we just take what the defense gives you. Like both three level scorers. So if you know, they're playing the three ball high, Eli and I will go get lanes and those three thirty point stretches, like against Bush, I think I had four or five threes and it was just that's what they gave me that night, and then the next night it was against East Side and I had a lot of free throws and then I don't even remember the next night but it's just take what the defense gives you and then my teammates are you know the reason I score a lot they don't they pass up a lot of good shots to get me a great shot and I think that's the reason I score so much because so many kids on our team sacrifice for me and my brother like against Granite I think there's a couple kids who you know pass up some shots and we're like yeah Eli let's let Eli get 40 tonight like I don't think he knew how many he was going for but as soon as he came out and had 30 at half we all knew he had 30 at half and we're like let's get him going and I yeah, all of our points just, you know, it's, wouldn't it wouldn't be possible two on five. It's them setting us up and them being threats to score as well.
2: Coach, I love the selflessness
3: of these guys. You know, what was funny about that night when Eli had 40 is Grace set a, a family record with 39 in high school. And so when Eli had 38, I had to kind of let him know that the family record was on the line. <laughs> and so Grace actually... You know, Eli got to go home and tell Grace that I broke her record, and and so she was kind of like, ah, oh, I thought that was gonna last. So, yeah, Eli's well, the first one to get to 40 in our family.
4: And Eli, how did Grace take it? She was she was mad at first, but she was <laughs> she was very happy, and she she told me she let her teammates know about what was going on too.
2: Very nice. Hey, Coach, the one thing I didn't expect when I came here today, and again, I've just learned of these guys through watching their numbers and their stats over the last season plus, really, even their sophomore year. The thing I didn't realize I was going to see when I came here today was the rest of their game. Um, Two of the better no-look passes I've seen all season came from, I think each of these guys had one of them, watched them on defense, blocked shot from behind, knocked a ball out of one of the guy's hands from behind, knocked it off of his leg so that not only – did it go out of bounds, but it was a turnover. These guys have a complete game too, which I think a lot of people that don 't get a chance to watch them don 't realize as their dad as their coach how, is impo- how important is it for you to make sure that they 're fundamentally sound uh, it 's always been super important for me
3: I, it, funny story is when these guys were in first grade, first time they were on a basketball court. Um, I was at practice, and I sh- showed up to their little kid practice to watch, and um, Toby shot with two hands. He was in a, a lay-in line, and he shot with two hands. And my wife immediately stood up and told, said, Toby, you shoot with two hands again, and I'm pulling you off this team. And so from the very beginning, it's not just me, it's my wife. It's they, our whole family just kind of understands what good basketball is. Mm-hmm. And so they've grown up going, if I'm good, I can win. And so they they don't view it as scoring points. They view it as, if we're good, we should win. And it, if, if it is getting rebounds, um, Toby had a 19-rebound night this year when we were struggling on the glass. He just decided to take over in the second half and, and just went and got every rebound. And, and that's the kind of thing that they've, they've done their whole career that a lot of people don't see mm-hmm. is because they don't understand that they're, they're the best defenders, they're the best rebounders, they're the best passers. They, they really play the full game because they want to win, not because they're trying to get stats. Mm-hmm. It's about the stats show up because of their effort to win.
2: How much do you guys take pride in pushing each other? I would imagine
5: is it something that happens in the backyard at home? Is it something that just happens out here on the floor? So our family made a rule a few years ago where we're not allowed to 1v1 because— Oh, not at all. (laughs) Because we used to fight so bad. I mean, we still 1v1 (laughs) from here and there, but we used to 1v1 so much and so often because, I mean, we we were the, like, the best competition around, like— Best we could find is standing right next to you. So let's go play. And it used to always end in a fight. I don't think anyone ever won fair. I don't think there's ever play without a foul. It's just (laughs) so. I mean, being pushed by your twin is something that only a few people can experience because, like, you never have that person just right next to you in every single aspect of your life. So I think there's a reason that you know. He has more assists and I have more rebounds because I guarantee if he started rebounding more, my assists would go up because that's what our team needed. So there's always that yin-yang between us, and there's always that fight just to get better and push each other.
2: Mm -hmm. It seems to be working too. Yeah,
3: it's been fun, Um, and and our team has bought into it this year. Uh, The ball's in their hands a lot, and the other guys are, are setting screens. They're rolling to the hoop. They're getting open for them. They're doing the other things that um, that allow them to play their game. And so we're not a very big team. You know, we, we don't start anyone over 6-2. Um, but the, the pace that we can play at because of, of the teammates and and everything, it, like everyone's running the floor together. It, it, it's really a pretty game to watch when it gets going.
2: Okay, maybe I'll put you guys on the spot here for a minute, and maybe each of you can take a couple of names for, for me if you want. Talk a little bit about some of your teammates too. Who are some? You mentioned earlier, I think it was Toby that mentioned you guys aren't playing 2V, five out there it's it's a team effort who are some of the other guys Eli that you're playing with maybe give me a couple of names I mean how
4: about I'll have you take the three other starters who are are you starting with so we got uh Weston Gailey who he's kind of like the rock of our team he'll put up a couple rebounds get some nice points for us down the stretch and overall it's just a really consistent player and we win when he's on the court and then we got Matthew Agnew he's our sophomore he brings a ton of energy to our team and he's missed a couple practices because he's been sick and it's just not the same. I really couldn't imagine this year without Matthew. And then we have Tommy Spikes. He moved in this year and was really a blessing because he made me and my brother's life so much easier. I mean, he'll he'll put up 10 rebounds a game and get some nice points and it's, it's awesome.
5: Okay, Toby, I'm going to have you give me some bench guys. Um... Our bench is a really, really strong aspect of our team, and even our JV with the student section and everything and the energy they bring. But some of my favorite guys off the bench are Junior, who is a freshman, and then Tristan, who is a sophomore. And they're both just – they come in knowing, hey, I'm not going to score a lot. Like, As soon as you check in, hey, you're guarding the best player because – Toby and Eli you know it's, we don't want to pick up fouls and stuff and so it's like they have a rough role and all of the guys on our team like Matthew and them like we have to get on them about looking to score more because they're so trying to get him and I buckets and so like our team is probably the most selfish team I've ever played for in my life. So, uh, <laughs> Wait what you meant you meant selfish. <laughs> un- unselfish team we've ever played go. with and there's never an issue of who has the ball and all this because if someone makes a mistake, it's not the mistake of them trying to score for themselves. It's the mistake of them not seeing something right. And so just having that in the back of your mind as a player gives you a lot of confidence going into games, knowing that your teammates have your back and that they're going to look for you.
3: Coach, it sounds like a dream team to coach. It's been a blast. I mean, our JV this year won 15 straight to finish the year. Um, and so at practices this year we've been really been able to go you know 15, 16 deep and, and rotate guys in and, and the level doesn't change and so you know as a 1A coach for all these years uh, I haven't had a team where the varsity's been strong and the JV's been strong mm-hmm. and it, it really makes a difference when the competitiveness is in there every day, every practice, every drill and so it's, it's been a blessing
2: it yep. really has. Oh by the way only two seniors on your entire squad so should be strong again next year. Tell me a little bit about your coaching staff maybe give those guys a little shout out um well
3: jeff brumley is my assistant coach he's been with me the entire time i've been here he in one role or another he was my c team coach and then he's moved to jv and now he's just my varsity assistant and so he's been here with me for all 22 years or 23 years whatever we're on now um crazy he he teaches right next to me Um, so we share a door right between our classrooms we talk all day and it's amazing Um, and then this year I have two former players that are uh, playing for me Chris Walcott and Tyler Morris they graduated in uh, 16 And uh, we were three points from state with them. And so they they want it for these guys really bad to get that that level. Um, And they were guys that used to come over and hang out with us. And and they know these guys since they were born, basically. So they've been around all the time. And so it's nice having guards that have played at the college level talking to these guys all the time. Mm Um, and so, and then I have a volunteer assistant, uh, Joe Schmidt, who was uh, graduated in 2015. Um, and so he comes in and he's another guard um, and that can come and just kind of just let everyone know that like the calmness. I think that's really what Joe brought to the table is he brings this calm to our, to our, to the group. Mm-hmm. Like he was that calm, steady point guard. So um, it's really nice to have those guys come back and be a part of it. Um, yeah. I think these guys know some, one game against Eastside this year, We had kids all the way from 2004 come watch. Mm-hmm. and so you know class of 2004 all the way to you know this year and and they they all know each other still and that's you can't get that at a bigger school you only get that as a small town it's it's kind of fun
2: no, it's a very nice story and we should mention too you're 17 and 2 on the year uh, you're one of your losses this year by the way Eastside prep you got to re- avenge that loss later on down the road and defeated them and now you start to get into kind of the uh, the tougher part of the playoff schedule right I know this is a three-tiered league with the Emerald City Conference uh, you you play in that Coho League. You now play Seattle Academy in your next playoff game. Do you guys know much about Seattle Academy yet? I mean, obviously, we're still a few days away. It's, it's Wednesday that you're going to be playing them. What kind of a game are we looking for? Uh, on the road, by the way, on, on Wednesday night.
4: Um, just looking to get out and get going at them. Just don't hold back
5: and let them know from
4: the beginning that we're there to play.
5: Toby, do you guys study film
2: a lot, or you, is this something you're going to be doing the next few days?
5: Um... Yeah, I watch film a lot, but it's mainly not film on the other team because you can't control what they're going to do, and who knows what teams are going to bring at us when we're so undersized. And a lot of the teams up in the upper league, like they got their guard in 6'4 guys, 6'3, 6'7, you know, even there's a 6'9 kid in our league. So, you know, when we watch film against other teams, it's really hard to predict what they're going to do when you have, you know, just a bunch of guards who run around and push the floor. So, you know, scouting against the other team doesn't do too much for us, but. Scouting against us and preparing for what we can do best, I think that's the only thing we can control and push each other in practice just to prepare for a big playoff game like that.
2: Coach, what are you expecting from Wednesday's game?
5: Oh,
3: I expect us to, to come out and give it our best shot. Um, I know the kids have been looking forward to this all year. Um, this is kind of the spot that they knew that they wanted to get to. Um, I, Seattle Academy is a really good team. They, they have a lot of good shooters, really deep team. And so we'll, we'll see what we can do to, to control the tempo. And I have a feeling it might be a pretty fast-paced game.
2: Uh, we will stay tuned for that again. The Salton Turks having a fantastic season so far, 17-2. and two. The Tritschler brothers combining for 41 points per game and doing everything else they need to along the way. Fundamentally, Nate Tritschler, Eli, Toby, and again, mentioned you guys are our co-Russell and Hill Male Student Athletes of the Month. Congratulations. And I guess I did want to ask one more thing. You're, you're only juniors right now. I'm sure college is kind of in the back of your mind. Uh, are you guys a package deal down the road, or is that to be determined?
4: Uh- we would definitely like to play at the same college, but at the end of the day, we will, we'll go where we have to go to play college. But we would love to play with each other.
5: And I guess the nice thing, Toby, you got a little time to think about that too. Yeah, right? and it's probably going to be tough to play at the same college, both being one guards. There's not a lot of room on a college court for 2-6-1 people, but you know, we'd love to play with each other and see. You know, just take the best opportunity we can get. And I would hope if Eli gets a great offer or whatever comes down the road, he takes it and doesn't worry about me. He just does what it's best for him. Coach, what
2: are your thoughts in terms of what you see for these guys at the next level? Again, a year away, but since we're talking about it. Uh, it,
3: it. Like Toby was saying, it's tough as 6 1 guards. There's a lot of 6 1 good guards out there. And so hopefully, someone will snatch them up. Um, I know my wife wants them to stay close to home so she can see them every day. But, uh, yeah, wherever they they end up, it will be great. Uh, Hopefully they just get to play basketball for a long time.
2: Well, they're already a family that's watching and coaching Sultan basketball on a regular basis, obviously invested in the Everett Community College girls basketball program, and hopefully two years from um, these guys are playing somewhere else. But first and foremost, they've got business to take care of right here in their hometown. Eli, Toby, Coach Nate, thank you very much for your time. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you.
1: There you go, a little Sultan basketball. Yeah,
2: cool story and really good people. I just, I really enjoyed that conversation with them, and obviously, had been watching from afar. Truth be told, I had been kind of watching them last year because Sister Grace was a senior, right, and right. had talked at times about maybe trying to get out there and do something with the four of them. Sorry, Grace, if you're listening right now, we never did that, <laughs> but uh, it p- picked a great time too. And I should point out in that game on Saturday, yeah. at one point it was twenty-six to two. And I think the uh, the brothers were responsible for every basket that had been scored for their team. Either they'd put the points in, the, in themselves or they had assists. So, right. yeah, just a really cool story. And they're going up against a tough Seattle Academy team this week, so we'll see. And I
1: love that Emerald Sound Conference.
2: I, I like the tier system, and I like the way they've structured it, not only because of the tier, but just in terms of you've got more competitiveness now. I mean, we, we saw how that Cascade Conference was kind of flailing for a while, right. and and to get some of these schools together now, uh, more of a competitive balance, and yeah, I, I do too. It's been a fun conference to watch. Again, we don't see it very much, but and, and the and both
1: sides of it, you got kids from Granite Falls and Sultan that mm-hmm. go and play up on Capitol Hill.
3: Yeah, yeah, where, absolutely. Where Seattle
1: Academy is, or where University Prep is, but you also, on the other hand, have kids from Seattle Academy. They must think they're going to the end of the earth if they're driving out to Granite Falls right? or up to Sultan. <laughs> yeah, like. What a great just cross-section of just people.
2: I agree. I agree. I mean, like I said, it's not only is it King County, but it's on both sides of the lake. And yeah, it's very well structured. and, And yeah, again, I wish we were a little bit closer to it because it'd be fun to follow it even more closely, but we're certainly having fun watching the Turks.
1: Yeah, the Turks play on Wednesday night at
2: 6 o'clock at the Seattle Academy. Yeah, best of luck to them. They've got a good squad, so we'll see what happens. What comes up next? We're going to talk Archbishop Murphy boys basketball, uh, head coach Riley Bettinger. They've got a playoff game themselves this week.
1: And we'll do that next. Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKO.
6: Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender take the family to the buzz Steakhouse. The buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while a buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the buzz Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett, online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com.
0: At KRKO, now more than ever, we all need to find a reason to smile.
7: I love your station, man. I used to listen to 95.7, and uh, I got so tired of listening to all the jibber-jabber and stuff, and (laughs) I just happened to be clicking through, and, you know, seven songs in a row, I thought, great.
8: Not many people know the official slogan of KRKO is 27% less (laughs) jibber-jabber. So... I thought you would appreciate that.
0: It's Tim Hunter, morning 6 to 9 on KRKO, when you can use a little smile to start your day. Working with your own two hands to keep the industries in the Pacific Northwest moving forward. It's possible at Everett Engineering. Machining and fabrication services to make new and replacement parts for all industries. Everett Engineering supports the people. Keeps the Puget Sound area growing. And now, we're growing too. If you've got experience as a manual machinist, CNC programmer, or you're just interested in starting a career, find Employment Opportunities. opportunities, and benefits at EverettEngineering.com. Equal Opportunity Employer. Again, EverettEngineering.com. At Marysville Toyota, there's a better way
6: to buy your next car. It's called One. One price, one person, one hour. Our best upfront price is clearly posted on every vehicle. It takes all the guesswork out. We'll work with you from start to finish. No awkward handoff, no finance office. One person will work with you the entire time. And once you've selected what vehicle you want and how you want to pay for it, we'll do everything possible to get you on the road and on your way home in one hour. To experience the power of one, go to MarysvilleToyota.com. That's MarysvilleToyota.com.
1: And Prep Course Weekly continues here on this Monday. It's Monday night. Tom Lafferty, along with Steve Willis, let's talk some Archbishop Murphy basketball. Yeah, so. the
2: uh, the Wildcats are ready for playoff action. They've got a big game coming up this week. A, As you mentioned, a play-in game against Bellingham, the Bayhawks. Still getting used to the Bellingham Bayhawks. <laughs> and joining us right now the head coach for Archbishop Murphy, Riley Bettinger. Coach, uh, thanks for joining us tonight and this is why you play all those West Coast 3A games, right? To get ready for game number 21.
7: Oh,
9: That's exactly right. Uh, thanks for having me guys tonight. But yeah, the West Coast Gauntlet. That uh, hopefully gets you ready for for nights like Thursday and, you know, going forward, our, our district is tough. So I don't know that, uh, you know, it, it's not really a step backwards. You know, some of these teams are real good. But, um, yeah, that's why we love competing in our conference. We feel like it gives us a, a good opportunity to uh, do some damage when districts and, you know, regionals or state comes around for sure.
2: Well, and you know what? We keep a – around here, I, I think I could speak for Tom and I on this one. We both kind of watch – the standings and the scores come in on a nightly basis and we follow who's where in the standings. It's not until we do an interview like this where you kind of sit down and you open up Archbishop Murphy's basketball schedule. I'm looking here right now and I know you guys finished on the lower part of the the standings this year in Wesco three A. Again you're a two A school, but but I kind of forgot that some of your losses have been by five points or less and against some very good teams too. Talk a little bit about this Wildcats team. A, a team that maybe is flying under the radar but, you know, a couple baskets a couple shots go just a little bit differently and we're, we're having a different conversation here probably.
9: Uh, that's for sure. You know, I guess basketball in a nutshell, right? Uh, yeah, we've, we've had a good year. Uh, we've, we've improved and yeah, like you said, we have lost uh, our fair share of close games. Um, you know, our Achilles heel probably for the most part is just playing a consistent full 32 minutes. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of games where we played great, you know, for three quarters and out of stretch of, you know, four to eight minutes at a time where, you know, we're struggling to put the ball in the hole or, you know, for me, I'm a defensive guy. So I always chalk it up to probably not getting enough stops, you know, at least consecutively. But uh, yeah, tough schedule, you know, a lot of good players in our conference. Um, we have, we've battled night in and night out uh, outside of week one up there at Anacortes. We, we've we tried to give everyone pretty much a good run, um, but yeah, lost our fair share of close games. So hopefully some of that experience will pay off here uh, in these next couple of
2: weeks. Well, you you mentioned Cortis, and that was a rough night for you guys. Uh, your oh, your man. worst loss of the year, December second. Your last game was on February second, so exactly two months apart. And you got a victory against Marysville pilchuk Where did the Wildcats grow the most in those 18, 18 games in between?
9: Yeah, we uh, well, we grew in a handful of areas. I'd say the most, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, we we like to get after guys in terms of you know, rotating and making sure we're playing good help side defense. Um, You know, we've got a a kid in Mateen Usui who's taken, if he hasn't broken the school record, he's close to it. Um, He's on pace. He's he's averaging a charge a game right now. And we pride ourselves on on being able to, you know, help play help side defense and help the helper. And So it's it's cool to see, you know, obviously that's just an individual stat for him, but I think it, it shows, you know, we have improved on the defensive end and um, you know that's given us a chance here in January, where you know we went through a stretch of I think it was 13 games and 30 days or something crazy like that. So you know when you're when you're playing every other night, it seems like um, with quick turnarounds, you know you gotta you gotta fly around on defense. So I, I'm happy with my guys. We have we've, we've improved. You know, like you said, from that first night, we got drilled pretty good up there um, at Anacortes. And then you know on offense, um, we've had our nights where we struggled a little bit to put it in the hole, but we have. Um, Really improved from the free throw line, which has been pleasing, you know. And obviously, some guys are are stepping up and making big plays for us, Um, you know. You know, give us a chance. So, yeah, defense first and foremost always for us. But you know, we've done some good things on offense too.
2: You mentioned thirteen games in thirty days. This time around, you've got a whole week in between games. From a coaching standpoint, and also maybe getting the guys ready to go. Is that a good thing? I mean, is it better to have that time to prepare? Or sometimes when you you've got a playoff game coming at you. And I'm sure everybody's just itching with anticipation. Is it almost too much time to to spend in between these dates, knowing that this game's on the horizon and everybody's thinking about it?
9: Oh, uh, it's, it's got to be a little bit of both, right? Uh, you know, we uh, we love to compete, so you know, quite honestly, if I had it my way, we you know we we'd play a little sooner. I don't know that I love a, a full week off, but you know, it definitely came. I think at a good time for us. Um, you know, obviously our guys being able to you know relax a little bit. Um, you know, and actually maybe not grind it out so much. It's hard when you're playing three games or four games in a week, um, you know, especially back-to-back weeks. I, for, I think for us, you know, it, it's, it is a good good opportunity to hit the reset button, uh, prepare for a team, you know, like we know Bellingham is really, really good. We know they can shoot it. And, you know, I've, I've dove into those guys a little bit. They, um, you know, similar, I think, record to, to us uh, – They've played a lot of close games, too, and so we know we have a good opponent coming down our way, and, you know, I won't complain about the extra time because, you know, the preparation is great, but, yeah, we, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the middle probably would be great because um, we do. <laughs> We're excited to play. We're eager to, to get it going.
1: Well, you talked about that um, Northwest District tournament that you're in. You're in there with the big dogs, aren't you? The Linden, Sehome, acordus three of the top five teams in the state. Yeah. yeah. It's not an, yeah, it's not yeah, an easy night, is there?
9: Uh, yeah, it doesn't get any easier for us, you know, coming from the West Coast, but that's, you know, as a competitor, that's, that's really all you can ask for. And, uh, we saw see home last year and we, we knew they they were going to be good. I think they were returning almost their whole roster, you know, and they were, they were lightning in a bottle last year. So we, we didn't get a chance to see them this year yet, but, um, we kind of knew what they had. And, you know, obviously Linden is, is Linden, uh, you know, <laughs> every year they're, they're a juggernaut. And, you know, I alluded, we did see Anacordis week one and, uh, that was a long time ago, but man they uh they were good they were shooting shooting it like crazy and they deed us up and that was a um, a wild atmosphere up there for us our our first game of the year you said it was December second that was the date on that that's what
2: the date on the schedule here yeah okay
9: yeah no that sounds about right so, yeah, <laughs> trying to put uh, that one out of the memory bank <laughs> uh, yeah well, we'll see I, you know we'll focus one day at a time I, I believe the way the brackets set up. Um, you know, if we're able to to pull one out on Thursday, I think we'll see those guys again. So, who knows, man? We'll take it one game at a time. But yeah, it's uh, the Northwest Conference in in general is is always incredible, and you know we're we're blessed to, to have the opportunity to to lace it up in that district for sure.
2: Definitely. You mentioned Mateen by name a minute ago. He's a sophomore. You got ten seniors on this squad too. Tell me what this uh, what this playoff would mean to them.
9: Oh, it mean a lot. You know, I mean, just a bunch of kids um that have played together for a long time you know obviously Archbishop murphy is a smaller school you know i mean we're going up against the big dogs and um you know our our guys are are great buddies off the floor um they genuinely enjoy playing for each other so as any senior you know you start getting down the home stretch in end of january and february they um you know they're just excited to, to try and keep that thing going um you know, we've got a handful of guys that have been great leaders for us this year as seniors. And, you know, due to COVID and all that stuff that's been going on these last couple of years, um, it's been a rough go for kids in general. So, you know, our guys are, are resilient um, and it'd mean a lot, you know, to just, well, we just want to win on Thursday, quite honestly. But, uh, yeah, you know, hopefully we'll keep this thing going for as long as we can and, you know, give these guys, um, you know, a couple more opportunities to, to keep lacing it up together because that's what it's all about. So. Yeah, we got we got ten great ones, and we'll be uh, we'll be sad to see them go for sure.
2: No, definitely will again Thursday seven o'clock start time at Archbishop Murphy, and I, I've been over there for big games before. When you've got a playoff basketball game at Archbishop Murphy, you probably should get there early because I have a feeling that place is going to be packed, isn't it?
9: Yeah, it, it should be. Uh, if you're not planning on coming out to the game, I encourage you to, to do it. You know, especially if you're a Murphy fan, come out and, and be loud and proud and, and support our guys, but. Uh, yeah, we have a unique gym. You know, we got the big bleachers on one side and kind of the smaller set on on the opposite side there. So, um, yeah, it'll it'll probably be full, and we'll see. A, I'm sure Bellingham will travel a fair share of dudes too. And, uh, yeah, it, it'll be a great atmosphere. We're, we're uh, fortunate that, that we were able to, to get a home game.
2: Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Well, again, Archbishop Murphy hosting Bellingham Thursday night. Riley Bettinger, uh, the head coach for the Archbishop Murphy Wildcats, Congratulations on getting to the playoffs once again, and best wishes to you and the team.
9: Hey, Steve, Tom, thanks for having me on. We always appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we're really, really, really excited. So we appreciate the opportunity, and go Wildcats.
1: You bet. There you go. That is Riley Bettinger, head coach of the Lake no, of the Archbishop Murphy Wildcats. We saw them. Did the game against Lakewood. Up oh, that's Lakewood. right. You guys, I, I did not, but you did. Yeah, yeah that's right. Back so, in December.
2: So. Yeah. So, like I said, a team that's kind of flying under the radar. They play a league above their classification, and they've played everybody tough this year. So, I think this is a, a really nice opportunity. And you, we didn't get to this part because I didn't want to – coaches like to do one game at a time. But if they get by Bellingham, Anacordes waits for them this weekend. So, yeah. it'd be nice to yeah. get there.
1: It's double elimination once you get there. So, we'll see. And like I said, that, that's just a great – that's always been a great tournament. That
2: two-way well, that, tournament. Those teams ends, up there are stacked. The teams that you guys mentioned, uh, Riley mentioned a minute ago, every single year. It's and like, you and I went up there on a Saturday to Mount
1: Vernon High School. There's no better place for the no, championship. absolutely. It's a great time. <laughs> yeah, so – That's coming up for Archbishop Murphy. What's coming up for Prep Sports Weekly? We're
2: going to go and talk a little more 3A basketball. 3A from the league, I should say. Murphy's in the league. We're going to talk to the Stanwood Spartans boys head coach, Josh Thayer, coming up next. We'll do that next. Right here, Prep Sports
1: Weekly on KRKO.
8: Whether you're talking about a building or a sports team, the foundation has to be strong. Smoky Point Concrete and Skagit Ready Mix have been a big part of so many strong foundations across the community, and they're not going anywhere. Concrete, sealants, aggregates and so much more, supplying the best contractors around. Servicing the community for over four decades, Smoky Point Concrete believes in building teams and communities the old-fashioned way, the same way that has served us all for so many years. Proud to support local sports, SmokeyPointConcrete.com. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you. And pretty soon, you'll be sticksin' with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today. Because coverage counts.
1: The playoffs are underway, and David Buster's at the Ullarwood Mall in Linwood has you covered. Watch all of the action on David Buster's 40-foot Wow Wall. Wow wall. Experience more sports, more craft food and drinks, and more fun watching the games at David Buster's. The best football watching in the entire Pacific Northwest is at David Buster's at the Ullarwood Mall in Linwood. Learn more at DavidBuster's.com. That's DavidBuster's.com.
10: Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842.
6: The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort.
10: Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800- Zero eight four two
1: Course Weekly continues on this Monday night Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willett. Boy, this is a real coach's carousel. Isn't yeah,
2: it? this is a good one here too cuz we're going to talk a little Wesco 3A tournament. I'm looking at the standings right in front of me right now. 15 game schedule for in-league play. Right. We had seven Wesco 3A boys teams win 10 games or more this year. And oh by the way, Mount Vernon now joins the equation and they went 11 and 4 in a very tough conference up north. It's going to be one heck of a tournament coming up here. And uh, one of the gentlemen who's going to be participating in this as a head coach is on the phone with us right now from the Stanwood Spartans, Josh Thayer. Coach, uh, boy, what a loaded league this has been this year. Every night it seems like anybody can knock anybody off. Are you kind of relieved that it's finally over and we finally get to play a playoff game?
11: Uh, yeah, sure, I'll go with that. <laughs> I think you I think it hit it right on the nail. I think Wesco this year is, is a pretty tough league and uh, – I don't know, credit coaching, credit boys for putting in the work, whatever it may be, but um, time to show Wesco a little love, I think.
2: Yeah, and certainly deserves it after everything that uh, has transpired this year, and and it's just getting going here, right? I mean, this is going to be a brutal conference tournament, and of course the way it's structured nowadays, back when you were playing in this tournament as a member of the Stanwood Spartans, it it was right off the bat, it was double elimination, you got to play a play-in game against a very good Edmonds Woodway team that's kind of flying under the radar, and I've seen them a handful of times this year. They're not going to be an easy team necessarily. So, talk a little bit about the game that's coming up this week. At least you get a home game, and uh, what you're expecting from the the Edmonds Woodway Warriors.
11: Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. Um, I think Edmonds Woodway is actually playing really well. It's it's nice when you're playing well down the stretch. So I bet I bet coach is pretty happy there. Um, you know, they're, they're a tough team, like you said. I think they. They're just one of those teams that can beat anybody, um, depending on the night, really. Um, you saw it all year in Wesco, and, you know, one of these teams can knock off any other team, you know, quote-unquote the powerhouse teams at, at any point. So, um, we got to come ready to go. Uh, I, I know they'll be ready to go. They uh, th- they like to push the pace a little bit. Um, they got a couple of uh, good weapons, and um, I think defensively they're – they're pretty high activity and, and tough there. So, you know, we get, we finally get a couple of days. It feels like uh, throughout the season, we didn't get many three practice or four practice stretches before a game. So it, it, it's kind of nice to finally, finally get that. Cause we were, we were done on uh, Thursday. So we've had a little bit of time off and in between a game. So that, that's good to get in the, getting the gym and kind of really break some stuff down for the boys and try to come in best prepared.
2: Oh, definitely. How, how do you, when you assess the season, the twenty games? Obviously, the ultimate goal is to get to twenty-one. We mentioned it earlier. You're there. Uh, you certainly kind of had your ups and downs this year. You had that nice winning streak stretch in the middle of the season. Uh, team struggled a little bit down the stretch. There, you ended up losing three of your last five, which sometimes that can be something that coaches can use in their favor and kind of light a fire under their guys going into into the playoffs. We've seen that at Major League Baseball before. We've seen it in the NFL. Sometimes it works the other way. So where are you and the guys right now, and how are you feeling about the Spartans team going into the playoffs?
11: I think we're very confident. I think, uh, you know, we played a, a pretty good game to cap off the season senior night at home against MP. I thought, I thought overall we played really, really well. And uh, something that kind of build some confidence going into the postseason I think we'll be we'll be ready to go I mean if you ask the boys I don't think they really care about those three losses um, looking back now um, but yeah I think I think you know with a big win there playing well at home it just builds confidence and and that's exactly what you want going into the postseason
2: Give us a few names of some of the guys you're start, uh, you're playing this year. Obviously, we've uh, we see these names in the paper, and uh, it seems like three of them I can think of in particular. I feel like I see their names constantly on any given night for point totals. But who who are some of the key contributors on this team?
11: Yeah, one of them, um, junior John Floyd, um, lefty, got some good size to him. Really good shooter. Um, he's averaging. Two, I don't have a I don't have a sheet in front of me, but it's got to be eighteen and a half this year. Um, he's probably one of the ones that you see he he had a, a pretty good shooting night uh, against Marysville Pilchuck on um, senior night and um, I think he had 30 that game season high and uh, you know he's just one of those kids he's tough to guard not your not your typical right handed player um, he can get to the basket if he needs to he shoots it really well like I said um, kind of just a go to score if we need one um, Also got Max Mayo. He's another junior, really good with the ball in his hands, makes the right reads, makes good decisions. He averages 16 a game as well. Um, He can can do a little bit of everything, and um, he's been playing really well for us too. And then my guess is the last one you see is probably Owen. Um, Owen Thayer, he's kind of just a floor general, shoots it pretty well. I think he's shooting – Shoot close to 50% from three this year, averaging maybe 11 a game, a couple of steals, and uh, j- just playing playing really well, floor general, pretty tough on D, and uh, that's kind of our quote-unquote three-headed monster, I guess.
2: You're two juniors and a senior who, Owen, happens to be your brother. We asked you about this last year. This is your <laughs> second year as the head coach, but you're number two of the two of you being able to work together and. In- now it's kind of into a conclusion here at the end of this tournament. Obviously, with Owen being a senior, what's the uh, the journey been like for the two of you together? And has it kind of set in, settled in yet? That hey, this is going to be it for us after this tournament's over if we don't get to state.
11: Yeah, I mean, I I won't lie. I did shed I maybe shed a little bit of a tear on senior night. Um, I, it got me a little emotional. But uh, you know, he's a great kid. Um, he's grown so much in basketball, in life, obviously, and um, just really excited for, you know, the postseason for him, but also what he's going to do after basketball and after high school. Um, just, you know, more of the life stuff is, is, is cool. And uh, obviously, it's he's one of the easier ones to keep tabs on. Sometimes it's it's tough to follow every kid that comes through the program um, after high school, but it, it'll be pretty easy to watch what, what he ends up doing with his life. But It's been a great, it's been a great couple of years. Um, I got to, uh, when I was a C team coach, he was a, he was a freshman. So I really got to watch him, you know, I've only been the head coach for two years, but I've got to watch him go through the full program as a freshman. And um, it's just, it's just cool. It's uh, I I feel pretty lucky. I don't think many people get to go through that. Sometimes it's a kid, but I think it's pretty, pretty rare that it's ever a brother.
2: It Certainly no, I, doesn't sure. happen very often. I, I I told the story last year too, but I still remember he, how upset he was as a little guy when you guys got knocked out in this. Oh, you didn't get knocked out, but you lost the district championship game, I think, to Shorecrest, and seeing him on the sideline, pretty dejected about it. And now it's it's come full circle. So cool, cool story. Oh.
11: That, so that picture made an appearance on Senior Night, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so at what point in the season did you start looking at that district RPI rundown, and and explain how it worked? <laughs>
11: Well, I mean, I guess you kind of keep an eye on it at all times, but um, really, you know, down the stretch, you're you're really playing the game. You know, me and my assistant coach, Derek, are on the phone almost every night for the last week saying, oh, well, you know, if, if this team wins, then we're probably going to play them. You know, we're likely playing Edmonds-Woodway, and then, you know, Oak Harbor had the 10 for for a little bit, so we went and we went and watched them on Saturday play against Anna just in case. Um, and then I think it locked in on on Sunday morning, and we finally got we finally knew that we were playing um, Edmonds Woodway. But it's 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 kind of fun. It's kind of interesting, you know. Just uh, you never know what what a loss or a win can do. And some of the numbers are just so close there. Like you said, there's so many ten win teams in Wesco and you know one. One result could, could push you up or down, you know, three spots or something like that.
2: Yeah, it's been interesting yeah. watching those, uh, those RPIs on the District 1 website. Yeah. Constantly teams shuffling around there. So we had to wait until the very last day to get them all. And like you said, we finally know it and we know that Stanwood's playing Edmonds Woodway. Home game Thursday night. We certainly encourage folks to get there. 7 p.m. start time. And uh, Josh, we appreciate your time tonight and best wishes to you and the Spartans. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you having me.
1: There you go. That is Josh Thayer, head coach of the Stanwood boys.
2: Yeah, again, a seven versus 10 game, but that's a, that's a good 10 team that, again, Edmonds Woodway, in any given night, sometimes they get rolling and those yeah. shots start falling. And in, in, in a one game playoff, look out. One more guest. One more guest, Ken Roberts, head
8: girls coach at Snohomish High School. Right here on KRKO. Aching bones, aching knees. For some, they're an inconvenience. For others, aches are a constant. And for even more, aching joints are debilitating. The surgeons at Everett Bone & Joint are dedicated to restoring your health and comfort by using the latest medical technology and methods for their patients. By ensuring their patients receive the highest quality of care, they bring expertise and comfort to the community by helping you stay healthy. Discover how the surgeons of Everett Bone & Joint can help keep you moving through life. To find out more and to schedule an appointment, go to ebjprolinesurgeons.com. Glass by Lund, serving the greater Puget Sound area since 1967 with quality work, exceptional service, and fair pricing. It's their honest reputation that has placed Glass by Lund among the top rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction. So the next time you're in need of window repair or replacement, shower doors, mirrors, deck railings, residential or commercial, why not call the place that has glass in their name, Glass by Lund? To schedule your free estimate, go to glassbylund.com. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities
5: for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference high school athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save.
0: When you need to get a screwdriver fast for that one weird screw, Ace is the place. When you want to get that luxury riding lawn mower you've been researching for months, Ace is the place. And for everything in between, Ace is the place. Ace Hardware is where convenience meets quality. And when you shop at the Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, you're shopping at an Eagle Stat Ace Hardware, locally owned by Christine Eagle Stat. She lives here. Her kids went to school here. She's dedicated to the Lake Stevens community. So the next time you find a weird screw or when it's time to get that riding mower, stop in to your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens. At Move Fitness, our gyms are designed to keep you moving. From our energetic and fun classes to our motivated trainers and our state-of-the-art equipment. Don't miss our massive cardio floor with every possible option and no waiting. There's a reason we've been voted best gym year after year. But our top priority as we come to work every day is you, giving you the cleanest facilities, the most dedicated team in fitness, and the best overall gym experience. So isn't it time to join the movement? To learn more and to get a free seven-day trial, go to movefitness.com. That's M-U-V fitness.com.
1: And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willets, Did we ever decide who was the dean of coaches? Is it Coach Roberts or Coach Sued of Mount Lake Terrace? Oh,
2: I don't remember now. It's got to be close. to I mean, they're probably within about a year of each other, I think. Well, we can ask this guy right here and Let's do, do a little math. Yeah. So, Ken Roberts joining us right now, the head coach for the Snohomish Panthers girls basketball team. Coach, what year was your first year as the, uh, the head coach of the Panthers? 2000. 2000, 2001. Yeah, this is twenty-three years. Here, uh, that's so. nailing suit the same year, I think. So I guess we got two deans of uh, Westco basketball. Well, <laughs> hey, so there that you go. that means that you've been you've been at this a while, and that means this isn't your first district playoff, then, correct?
7: Nope, nope. We've <laughs> been at it a while, and we've been very fortunate. We've had a lot of good talent, a lot of good girls.
2: Well, tell us a little bit about this group. Uh, every every season's a little bit different. You've got a team, and this goes back to what we were just saying about the boys' league a minute ago. We talked about how there were seven teams that had ten wins or more six teams in the girls uh, league this year that were 10 and five or better. And you're one of them. Tell us a little bit about this squad. Are uh, you fairly young squad, right?
7: Uh, Yeah, they're more than fairly young. They're pretty uh, young. They're, they're young, just period. But um, we have one senior, Jade Andreessen's our leading scorer, really good three point shooter. Um, She's been a good leader for us this year. And um, then we start right now, we've started a junior a lot of the year, but um, right now we're starting a, two sophomores and two freshmen with Jada and um, yeah, it's, it's a young team. It's a, it's a talented team. It's just a lot to get in in a year um, to be ready for a league like ours, where the, I I think us included, I think there's six teams in our league that are in the top 12 in the state. It's just, man, you got to get through your league games to get down there. So it's tough.
2: Well, yeah. Having said that, I mean, four, four teams coming out of the conference this year, right? For the, or out of the five. district issue. Was it five? five? Okay, it is five. Okay, yeah. so we got five teams coming out. Not necessarily a given that you're going to get one of those spots, right? I mean, have you had to kind of tell the girls a little bit, hey, and I guess you don't have to tell them too much. They've played the round robin of schedules here, but there's no shoeing on this one here with some of those teams that are 12 and 3, 11 and 4 and even 15 and 0 Arlington.
7: Well, we haven't beat any of the teams we're going to have to beat to get there. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I have to tell you that. <laughs> um, we we basically beat everybody below us in the standings and lost everybody above us. So um, we're kind of a barometer, I think, a little bit. And we're going to have to beat a couple teams we didn't beat during the year, or we're going to have to beat one beat one team twice that we didn't beat during the year to uh, to get to districts. Well, and get to state.
2: Yeah, and one team you're going to have to beat first and foremost though is a team that. You didn't play in the West Coast schedule, and that's Oak Harbor. We were just talking to Josh Thayer, the boys coach at Stanwood, and he was talking about how for a while he thought he might have to play Oak Harbor on the boys side of things, so he had to go up north and scout a game, and turns out he didn't have to after the way things fell. It's always kind of that unusual situation where you're not sure who you're going to get until the end of the season, and sure enough, you get one of the teams that's out of conference. So how much do you know about them, and what kind of a game are we expecting?
7: Well, I went up and uh, watched him against Anna Cortis the other day. My wife and I had a date night, which is not her dream date, but Anna <laughs> Cortis is her dream spot. That's what, we love it up there, um, and we did we did go to Anthony's afterwards, so that was good. Smart move. Um, but um, yeah, we got to see him there. They've actually got about a six two, six three. I'm not sure. I didn't stand next to her, and you know how basketball heights are sometimes exaggerated. But she's she's at least, she's six two, maybe six three. She's listed as, and then there's a. Six-one post, um, so they're long. They play a zone. Their leading scorer is a freshman point guard. She's a real good player. Um, so mostly two-three, one-three-one zone team. Um, yeah, it was good to get a look at them um, to kind of figure out matchups and different things for us.
2: Yeah, that game is on Wednesday. If you, and I know you're going to love me for doing this, coach, but it's we're, we're we're journalists. We have to do this a little bit right. If yep. if you defeat Oak Harbor on Wednesday. Uh, you're setting up for a matchup against an Everett team that you've seen earlier this year, albeit back in early December. Uh, how much have you had a chance to watch them since? Because teams do change over the course of a couple of months. And what can we expect on a on a Friday night against Everett if that game come, does come about?
7: Well, um, I actually didn't see them earlier in the year because that was one of my COVID games. so oh. out And... Uh, we went over there, and, and they kind of took it to us a little bit that game. And then the next game I wasn't at, we probably played better than I would have if I was there, and we lost by one to Arlington. So who knows? Um, it'll, Everett's obviously very talented. Um, the Washington Twins are both great players. Um, their point guard's a good player. Um, yeah, you don't like to talk too far ahead, but hopefully we get Oak Harbor and get another chance at him over at Everett on Friday.
2: Definitely. And before we let you go, too, we should give you a little – chance to give these guys a shout out talk about your assistant coaches for us
7: okay um well yeah that game they were under fire because it was early in the season and it's um you know they're, they're taking over morgan green played for us and um really enjoyed having her back um she's uh she's real great with the girls but she's also really really good basketball knowledge wise and and you know y as coaches I'm sorry but people say they don't have favorites. The fact is, you have kids that are absolutely a joy to coach and you know anything you tell them, they run through a wall for you. They work hard every day. Morgan's one of those kids and when kids do that, they are favorites. And so she always was. I really appreciated what she did for us back then and how much she is doing for the girls now. She's she's really valuable to us. Steve Riedeman has been around um basketball in this county forever I mean he's he's been at Snohomish as a boys assistant for a long time Is at Lake Stevens as a boys assistant And when he retired from teaching at Snohomish I asked if he wanted to help us out it's been great to have him and then Dave Larson's on board this year he had been the boys assistant um, last year and had coached with our boys program the last seven years and um, they had a coaching change and um, asked Dave if he wanted to come over and join us as well and um, I think way too often um, people don't realize how much assistant coaches do, um, you know, just for kids, relationships, basketball. It's they're great to have.
2: Uh, you've certainly had your share of good ones too, and you've certainly had your good share of teams. And we're hoping that uh, another Snohomish run coming up, a-, a tournament, by the way, and we didn't even mention this yet, a-, a tournament that even if you are looking at it from an outsider standpoint, uh, h- how. If you're telling people out there right now to try to get involved in this West Coast Tournament, District 1 Tournament, it doesn't need to sell too much, right? I mean, this is going to be a tournament that's going to be a lot of fun to watch, isn't it?
7: Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I I know we have six of the top 12 teams in the league. I mean, Meadowdale ends up fifth, and they beat the number one team in the state. Arlington lost to them by two, Lake Washington. But if they were in our league, they'd have three losses. I mean, or a couple losses for sure with the teams we have, and we played the number two Co. team, and we were up 20 at half and beat them by over 20, I believe, early in the year. They might have come back in the fourth quarter. Um, so, you, you, But you get an idea of the depth of our league when our sixth-place team's doing that to the second-place team, fourth-place team out of Metro in that same tournament, lost by 20 to a team that we beat by 20. So, it's I mean, you can't always compare, but it does give you a pretty good idea of how good the basketball is in, in West Coast girls' basketball this year.
1: Yeah, six of the top 16. Our West yeah. yeah. yeah
7: RP- and that's inaccurate. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. RPI and it's not accurate. I mean, I, if you actually saw the eye test and, and watched us play some of the teams and if you went down and watched like 11 and 12 and even one of the seven teams wouldn't be above our teams. If, if, um, if they, if we actually, if they were in our league, it would be different
2: completely agree. Well, again, we'll find out how these these teams play out here over the next couple of weeks, starting on Wednesday night. Again, Snohomish hosting Oak Harbor, 7 p.m. start time, and we certainly encourage folks to get out there and just get out and watch these tournaments over the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a lot of fun. Ken Roberts, always appreciate your time. Thank you very much.
7: All right, thank you, guys.
1: There you go. Ken Roberts, head coach of the Snohomish Panther girls team.
2: And like he said a minute ago, I mean, Meadowdale finished fifth in this league, Right. They beat the number one ranked team in the state on yeah. on their home court, I might add, at Lake Washington. So Right,
1: right. No, it's going
2: to be a great tournament. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, in fact, and we start out with that tournament coming up on Thursday. But who was on, I can't remember the order of what we do. I think I'm going to give you the sponsors too, right? That's what I do first. Sure, let's do that Today's first. show, brought to you by Lake Stevens Ace Hardware Store, Glass by Lund, the Soomich County PUD. Dave, it's my first game. Dave & Busters, Everett Engineering, Marysville Toyota, Most Clear Steer from the Washington State Traffic Safety Commission, Smoky Boy Concrete. The Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Community Transit, the Law Office of Russell and Hill. Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Move Fitness. I know what's next. Steve, who was
2: on the show tonight? You did the heavy lifting because we didn't have as many guests on here. Here's who we had on the show tonight. The Russell and Hill Male Student Athletes of the Month for January. The Tritchler Brothers, Eli and Toby. They're basketball players at Salton High School. Go Turks. And their dad, Nate, who's the head coach there, joined us on the show in the earlier segment. We then heard from three different coaches who have District 1 playoff games coming up this week. Riley Bettinger, the boys coach for Archbishop Murphy. Josh Thayer, who coaches the Stanwood boys. And then we just heard from Ken Roberts, the Snohomish Panthers girls coach.
1: And we open up district play right here on Hill on Thursday night The Snohomish Panthers and the Everett Seagulls on the boys' side. 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock, the tip-off from the pit at Everett High School Coach Darrell Olson will join me on Thursday uh, eight night from the nine. Pit. That could eight, be a good game. 8 9 game, and Snohomish got Everett the first time through.
2: Very Yeah, very interesting. Everett on paper looks like the better team, but like you said, Snohomish has already beaten them.
1: For Steve Wellitt, I'm Tom Lafferty. Good night from Everett.
0: KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM1380, and FM953 your music. James Taylor, Chicago, Beatles, Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. K-R-K-O